Are you ready to become toxic person proof? Hey guys, Sarah K. Ramsey here to help you find love and success after a toxic relationship so you can design a life you're actually excited about living. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah and we are talking toxic work environments. It is 2022. There has been a great resignation. In fact, according to MIT, 24 million people left their workplaces between April and September of 2021. And 34 million people interviewed said that they left, and that was over the course of the year of 2021, said they left because of a toxic work environment. Big boo hiss. Can we like you know, throw tomatoes at the the bad people on stage. So we have Michelle Connery here, who actually spent 20 years in corporate. Um, And not that all corporate is toxic. This is just her experience. Uh, But Michelle, tell us what, how you define a toxic work environment. Hey, thanks for having me. Yeah. um, I've, you know, I had some good experiences in those 20 years, but I've also had some, some bad experiences. And for me, a toxic work environment is one where there's a lot of you know, the blame game where something goes wrong and everybody's just, well, who's at fault and getting grilled and, you know, everybody's just kind of on pins and needles, right? Because you're worried that you're going to be the next one on the hot seat, right? And it's about those micromanagers who can't let go and, um, you know, not really empowering your team, really just managing through intimidation tactics. And it just creates a whole culture where people are, you know, on pins and needles, they're stressed all the time. There's a lot of, you know, water cooler talk about so-and-so and and this person, you know what, it's just very negative. And I don't know about you, but that really just drains my energy. And it's hard not to get into that, right? Because I I forget what the statistic is, but a negative person can, you know, bring down more people than a positive person. And it's just, you know, um, it's not a fun place to be, right? And and you just don't feel like you're able to perform your best when you're constantly under that amount of stress. So Harvard had, because this is all things I'm talking about in my next book. I told you I just Mm -hmm. turned my uh, book into my editor. So, yeah, um, you know, it would be impossible. It's a book on decision-making and problem-solving skills, but it's also mm-hmm. talking about complaining versus solution-based thinking, right? Mm-hmm. So, so I have a lot of these statistics in my head right now. <laughs> awesome. Even <laughs> they were in my book, but it was, I think Harvard, in the Harvard Business Review, it said that employees spend 10 to 20% of their time complaining about their boss, like 10 to 20% of their working hours wow. complaining yeah. about work or complaining about their boss. Wow. That, yeah, I, I don't doubt that because I, I've seen that firsthand. And in some places I would say it's probably even more right. in in really bad environments. And you just think of that from an employment per, employer standpoint, that's unproductive time. <laughs> right. Um, and, to that. Yes. Right. And, and it's just all that negativity too. Like you're not going to have your best thoughts and your best work. If you're constantly in that, that negative environment where you're complaining all the time, because like you said, you're not looking for solutions. You're just complaining for the sake of complaining. And you know, you don't get anywhere when you're doing that. Well, there's some interesting 
again, statistics. I've never <laughs> given these many statistics. There are, like, oh, I didn't, we didn't know had we didn't know Sarah was like a statistician. Um, again, all statistics from the next book. But uh, but it was talking about like there was they when you were in that fight and flight, like you are actually stronger, which makes you have energy. Like if there's a bear coming out of the woods and you get into fight and flight, you're actually stronger to run away from the bear. Like it makes sense from a biology standpoint. Yes. But also makes sense from a toxic work environment, because if you want to feel stronger, the easiest, cheapest, you know, kind of low hanging fruit is venting or complaining. And your body is flooded with chemicals that make you feel stronger, but you're not doing anything to solve the problem. No. And then the, I think the other part of that is too, is like when you're constantly in fight or flight, it's not good for you either, right? It's going to cause mental and physical issues and possibly burnout, right? So when you're constantly, because, you know, the cortisol levels, everything in your body stay elevated for so long. And if you're constantly in fight or flight, you're just on constant alert and your nervous system can't handle that for a long period of time. And you're actually not going to be productive in the end, right? You're just, you're going to burn out or you're going to be off on other medical leave for other reasons, you know, whether it's heart condition, whatever it might be, right? And it's just not healthy mentally or physically for us to be constantly in that position. Yeah. Well, and your, your work now is in yeah. that exact field, right? Within That's health. correct. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So in 2020, when I decided to leave my corporate job, I was burned out and I'd always had uh, really an interest in, in health and wellness, but ironically for 20 plus years, I put mine on the back burner. Right. And that's why I ended up where I was and, you know, the pandemic and everything really kind of helped me focus on what's important, which is my health and my family. Um, so I decided to resign and I got my nutrition certification and my um, personal trainer certification and I'm working on a couple others. And yeah, now I'm a health and wellness coach and I'm trying to help other, you know, high performing, ambitious professionals who, you know, are so used to these environments. And like you said, constantly in fight or flight, trying to help them learn how to put their, their self-care first, right. And so that they don't burn out because it's not fun. I don't, wish that on anyone. And, you know, it's really my passion to, to, to help them, you know, lead a healthy balanced life and, and, you know, have that career if you want it, but, you know, focus on your health and welfare, uh, wellness as well. And it's, it, it, the game has changed, right. You Mm -hmm. know, in before when we weren't all working from home and I know some people are back, there's some advantages and disadvantages to working from home. Right. Um, but (laughs) it doesn't end. Like I'll be on a date going, going on a date and I do pretty well with self-care, but going on a date with my husband is just like, Oh, here, let me send this email on the car on the way there. Like that's not, I run my own business. Right. If I, if I'm not, nobody's working, right. Like there's no, there, there is a safety net to corporate. There is very, very much so very. And, and what I found personally, and I think one of the things that really just drove me to make that change was that when the pandemic hit and we went to hundred percent work from home, whatever, you know, life balance, I didn't have a balance, but um, that line just became obliterated. Right. It was like, um, 
well, you don't have to commute an hour to work to and from work every day. So you can get on earlier, you can stay on later, meetings start to get called at night and on weekends. And it's like, there was just no boundaries anymore. And the expectation became that, well, you're such a senior level position in a senior level position, you should be available 24 seven to us, right? You're at home. What's the big deal? Just hop on a call. Oh, no, I need the downtime, right? So just, and I think for a lot of professionals that's happened, right? Because it's like before they would have that commute to unwind or get ready to get into the office and all of a sudden that's gone and, and they're spending that extra time working or they're working even longer because yeah, I don't have to go get in the car or get in the train or whatever to go home at night. I can just keep working till all hours of the night, right? Because the computer's right there. Well, just one more email, just, just you know, one more phone call. And it's very hard, right? And so a lot of people, I think, are experiencing that exhaustion and the burnout and, yeah, those toxic work environments. Because once you give a little, they just keep taking. If you're in those toxic work environments, they just, they don't accept the boundaries, even if they're, you're trying to put them up. Mm-hmm. So what are some personal tips you have for, let's say, uh, you know, just like the bear came out of the woods and our, our yeah. fight happened, or, you know, sometimes the unfortunate, I know that at points in our biology, we completed stress cycles, right? Like the bear came, we ran away and yeah. then we stopped and it signaled yeah. to our brain. I did something about my problem and now I'm safe from my problem. Yeah. But an email yeah. doesn't work that way, right? You don't run no. after and stop. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> It'd be easier if the bear was chasing you. Honestly, it'd be better for your body because like you said, there's that your body can recognize when that um, stressor is gone, right? The bear's no longer there. I'm safe. I can, I can relax. The cortisol levels can come down in my body and, you know, I can recover. But when you're constantly working around the clock and not getting enough sleep, you're not giving your, you're, you're signaling to your body that you're still in that fight, right? Because there's no end point. It's just, it's constant. And so your body doesn't know when to shut off. Um, so the best thing that I think people can, people can do is to really go back and focus in on their sleep and their nutrition and getting some movement in, right? Those three things. I know it can be hard when you're busy, but even if you just, you know, unplug half an hour early or the normal, turn off all your electronic devices half an hour before you go to bed, it's going to help your sleep, right? It's, it's been proven the longer that you're on your computers, it impacts your sleep. So doing those little tweaks, like maybe you half an hour seems like a lot right now, start with five minutes, right? Start small, just do something um, today. That's going to be better than what you did yesterday. Go outside for a five or 10 minute walk. It doesn't have to be a long three hour, you know, hike in nature. I mean, that's great too, if you have the time, but it's sometimes, you know, we set ourselves up. Well, I don't have time. I don't have this, right. And it's all the excuses because you're still in fight or flight mode. Um, But it's, taking that break and giving yourself that distance, like you said, and making sure you're eating, eating well, don't be living off caffeine and um, processed foods all the time, because that's going to just keep the cycle going as well. Right. Make sure we're hydrating and eating some balanced foods as, you know, as, as much as we can is, I know it can be difficult in the busy season and things like that, but it's doing those little things just to kind of help you get that break and setting boundaries, turning off the phone. What's the worst that can happen? 
you turn off well, the phone. Well, setting boundaries <laughs> and complaining too, I think. Because yeah. I think it's something we don't recognize. Like, yeah. you know, we go to lunch with our girlfriend or coworker and then we're complaining about work, yes. but it's like we took the bear to lunch with us. Yeah, the bear's constantly there. Yeah, so yeah, it's it's about setting those boundaries and saying, okay, that's work I'm, and, and taking, I don't know, but um, if anybody's read Jack Canfield's principles of success, right. He talks about, you know, you might not be able to change the event, but you can change your response so that you can change your outcome. So yeah, mm-hmm. saying, I'm not going to respond that way anymore. When so-and-so sends me that email at nine o'clock at night, I'm not going to answer it. I'm going to look at it tomorrow morning. I need, cause I know I need that break or I'm not going to sleep tonight. Right. So it's mm-hmm. setting up those things that are going to stop you. Right. And, 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 take that break. And like I said, and sometimes it's going out for a walk, letting your mind wander about something else, try and get your mind off work or your boss or whatever it might be. And I know it's, it's difficult. It's, it's, it's not easy when you've been doing it for so long. Been there. (laughs) You know, I mean, maybe starting with having a positive conversation with your coworker Mm -hmm. a lot, right? That is a boundary you can set yourself that has nothing to do with what your boss, because it is funny. I will say whenever I'm talking to people about toxic work environments, everyone instantly says my boss should be doing this differently rather than I need to set better boundaries with my sleep. Exactly. Exactly. Conversation. Yeah. Yeah. So it's about what can I do to change? Because I'm going to take, if I take responsibility for myself, it means I'm setting boundaries. I'm going to start doing what I need to do to keep myself healthy. I can't change what my boss does, Mm -hmm. but I can start setting better boundaries, taking responsibility. And that includes, I'm no longer going to complain about this because I can either change it, learn to accept it or leave it. Right. Those are my options. Right. And if I continue to complain about it and do nothing, then I'm going to be constantly caught in that stress cycle and, and that toxic environment and, and nothing will ever change. Right. So yeah, your boss has their own problems, right? Like I've worked for some really toxic people and it's hard to kind of separate that. I, I get that. Cause I, it's so easy to fall into that trap of negativity and complaining, but at the same time, stopping and thinking, okay, well, the more I complain, the worse it's going to be for me. It, do- it doesn't change anything, right? It doesn't change their behavior. It just makes my health worse. So mm-hmm. it's, well, and it's important to get other energy sources to be able to mm-hmm. tap these sources other than fight and flight, because I think yes. sometimes it happens because we've been in fight and flight for so long that that's how we get energy. Well, if I get angry yeah. about my boss, then I'll have energy to finish my next round of work. But yeah, you can see how detrimental that is long term. <laughs> it is. Exactly. Exactly. It's about finding other healthy replacements for that. So whether that's, like I said, going for a walk outside can be so beneficial for your mind and for your stress levels. And it helps to bring your cortisol levels down, you know, drinking a glass of water, like just taking that break. Maybe it's doing yoga or meditation or journaling. You know, those are all great ways to help your mind calm down and, 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 and let that fight or flight response have that time to shut off and realize, oh, hey, I don't need to be on right now. Michelle's safe right now. So I'm going to shut off and let her relax. And, and, and it takes practice, right? It does take practice, whether it's meditation. I always 
never thought meditation was for me. <laughs> um, but honestly, it's it's one of the best things. Even five minutes a day studies have shown that that can help greatly for for your mental um, well being. So it's 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 something that I encourage people to try. Brennan Burchard has a a great a meditation video that's accessible to everybody, and it's just going over the word release. Mm-hmm. Really release that's the easiest meditation I have done a lot of meditation at this point but yeah that's a such an easy one because it's not yeah you know it's just especially if it's five minutes at work that's something Uh, you know hitting the reset between appointment nine appointment ten yeah um, yeah exactly so yeah it's just something to help hit the reset it could be stopping and taking four deep breaths right just to try and calm your mind I mean um, four, four to six deep breaths where you count, you know, breathe in for a count of four out for a count of four. Um, cause that just helps again, release that, um, fight or flight status. And, you know, if you know, you're going into a stressful meeting, maybe you do that before you go in, you know, mm-hmm. close your eyes for a few minutes, do some deep breathing and just, you know, I've got this, I'm okay. You know, whatever happens, ha- you know, just positive self-talk and, and, you know, instead of just going in there with already in flight or flight mode is, you know, not usually the most productive thing. Well, absolutely. Um, my husband and I have an agreement, you know, sometimes we'll say all the hard things together. Like if I had what happened Saturday morning, I can't remember what happened Saturday morning, but there were several stressful things happened all at once. And I literally said, if there's anything else bad you need to tell me, tell me right now. And it wasn't, it wasn't that bad. be careful yeah. if you're like emotionally flooded. Like I, I'm at a yeah. really healthy place as I'm yeah. saying this, you know, sometimes we think about separating out our hard stuff, but when you think about your nervous system and that, that energy, it's like, okay, if I have three emails, I don't want to send. If I do them all at the same time, then it's like, okay, that's over. Yeah. Reset going into rather than I'm going to have yeah. a really hard thing on Monday and a really hard thing on Tuesday and a really hard yes. thing on Wednesday and a really yes. hard thing on Tuesday. Right? And, and you're worrying about it till you get it done too. Right. And, and you're actually making it worse because you're sitting there thinking about, Oh, well, if I send this, they might say that they might say this, they might, you know, right. You're actually probably making this scenario worse than if you just, okay, I'm going to deal with this now, get it over with, move on. <laughs> making your nervous system worse. Like maybe you are the situation worse, but there's a hundred percent chance. Yeah. You're hurting the nervous system in that. Right. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Michelle, this is is such an important topic for some people. It is. Will you tell people where they can find out more about you? Sure. Um, the best place to find me is on Instagram. It's at coach Michelle Connery. I'm on there. Um, and they can stop by, say hi, uh, if they need any help, just, you know, feel free to send me a DM. I'm there. Um, yeah. I want to help as many people avoid burnout and, you know, just get healthy because, you know, life's too short. So, yeah. So if you yeah. had a one minute broadcast to the entire world about the topic of toxic workplaces, health and wellness or burnout, yeah. what would don't put your health on the back burner. Self-care is so important. So many of us deprioritize it, whether it's for work, family, friends, you've only got one life, live it to the fullest. And if you're in a toxic work environment, if you don't feel you have the power to change it, leave. It's okay. You can leave, right? Because so many people think that they're stuck there Um, and reach out to somebody, talk to people who've been there and done that because, um, yeah, having that support is what got me through it as well. So, 
Well, you know, this is toxic person proof. So there's all kinds of toxic. <laughs> yeah. And that's so important to like whatever toxic situation you're in, you are not stuck. Like this is not, not you know, it, it, your brain is going to play tricks on you to make you mm-hmm. feel trapped. It's going to, you're yeah. going to feel like there's no way out, but yeah. um, lots of people have, uh, it's hard. Oh, I know. It's, it, I mean, it's scary, especially if, you know, you've got, you're relying on your own income. There's no other income. It's, it's scary. Believe you me, it's not an easy decision, but it's doable with some planning and support. You can do it. Don't think you can't, you're stronger than what you think you are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to say that. And then I'm going to also add, please do some type of reset because I do want to warn people within the great resignation, if company A and company B are both having employees quit because they're saying it's toxic, but then you leave company A hoping to go to company B and it be better, but you've not done any self-work in between company A and B, like those, yes. those self-boundaries, that self-management um, to make that new great first impression. I, I do want to warn people on that too. Cause that's what, that's what I'm worried about right now. It's like, me too, me too. And I've, I've done that myself, right? Like I've left one place thinking, okay, the next place is going to be better. And then you get there and you're like, it's not, but part of the problem was, okay, well, I didn't learn to set boundaries. I didn't learn to prioritize my health and I'm still, you know, caught in that, that fight or flight struggle. So until you start learning how to take care of yourself, um, it's not going to change, right? You're just going to end up, maybe you'll end up in a worse situation, but yeah. So you got to do that self-work. It's, it's very important. Awesome. Michelle, thank you so much for thank coming you so to much. Toxic Workplaces Burnout and helping us on our journey to becoming toxic person proof. Thank you. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah. And if you love the Toxic Person Proof podcast, then you are going to love the Becoming Toxic Person Proof book. Just give Toxic Person Proof a Google and you'll see where the book is sold. It's all about clearing the confusion and learning to trust yourself after a toxic relationship. And the best thing is, it's a lot easier to give a book away than a podcast. So if there's someone you know who's struggling in their own toxic relationship, pick up a copy and pay it forward. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah, and I hope you enjoyed today's podcast. I know that there was something that you can take away to help you get past the past, get real about the present, or get serious about your future. And if I did my job, then hopefully it will help you with all three. If you are not in my Facebook group, Finding Love and Success After a Toxic Relationship, then consider this your personal invitation from me. I'm there live. There's tons of support. And most importantly, tons more information to help you on your journey to become toxic person proof.